0: Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to The Kickoff, brought to you by Tick Pick. I'm your host, Dan Harris. With me is my producer and broccoli salesman, Brendan Tuma. It is not just the Thursday morning edition of The Kickoff. It is the 100th episode of The Kickoff. Amazing. It's also the penultimate episode of The Kickoff for the year. Just so many emotions. Today, we're going to talk about some players I'm higher on, players I'm lower on, as we enter week 17, and then we'll finish up the season with a special episode tomorrow. But first, get yourself a signed Clyde Edwards Allaire helmet by leaving a review for the show on Apple Podcasts or CastBox, and then going to fantasypros.com slash kickoff. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash fantasypros for three times the entries. Now let's also talk about Tick Pick and how you're going to save some money when you go to football games because they don't charge service fees. They've saved their users $55 million. They've also guaranteed the best prices on tickets find a better price on another site they're going to give you 110 percent the total purchase price now they've teamed up with zip that allows you to buy now but pay later for all your tickets just choose zip at checkout split your ticket purchase into four installments download the tick pick app use the code pros for ten dollars off your first order when you select zip at checkout again code pros ten dollars off your first order when you download the tick pick app and select zip at checkout all right before we get into the show let's go through the news and notes Kyle Shanahan says that Jimmy Garoppolo is dealing with a grade three sprain in his throwing thumb and that he has a chance to play in week 17. I just can't imagine that Garoppolo is going to be able to suit up here. So as I said yesterday, I'm ranking Trey Lance 12th, I believe, for this week, and I would start him with relative confidence. Adam Thielen underwent season-ending ankle surgery, so that's it for him, obviously, and KJ Osborne becomes somebody who you can start in a pinch. Dan Campbell thinks that DeAndre Swift will be able to play in Week 17. That's great news, and if he does play, if you roster him and you somehow made your finals, then you can start him. Ezekiel Elliott says he'll be close to 100% for the playoffs. That's great. Does fantasy managers? Absolutely no good. Frank Reich says that if Carson Wentz gets cleared by Sunday, then he will start. Also, water is wet. James Conner is still day-to-day with his heel injury per Cliff Kingsbury. Miles Sanders is not going to go on IR as we expected. Sam Darnold is starting in Week 17, per Matt Rule. That's going to fix all the Panthers' problems. Drew Locke is expected to start for the Broncos, per Ian Rappaport. Jared Goff says that he is day-to-day with a knee injury, despite the fact that he was activated from the reserve COVID-19 list. Joe Judge says that both Mike Lennon and Jake Fromm are going to play in Week 17, pick up the Bears' defense. Adrian Peterson was placed on injured reserve. Patrick Mahomes says the Tyreek Hill quote was exhausted out there in week 16 after coming off the COVID list. So that might explain why he didn't get too many targets. I expect that to be remedied this week. Players returning from the COVID list include Dalvin Cook, Travis Kelsey, Harrison Bucker, Gabriel Davis, Cole Beasley, Jalen Guyton, Brandon Cooks, Quentin Nelson, Taysom Hill, Ramondre Stevenson, Marcus Valdez-Scantling, John Ross, and Adam Troutman. So again, with the new protocols, everybody's pretty much coming off and is ready to play players placed on the COVID list are tim patrick darren waller and hayden hurst now as we get later into the week this does mean you know it's still five days so that means that some of these players may not clear by the time we get there players who practice today include lamar jackson elijah mitchell who is limited dalvin cook who is limited and justin fields who is also limited Great to see Lamar Jackson out there. From the video I saw, he did not look 100%, but obviously you want him out there, and the Ravens really need to win this game. Elijah Mitchell, we'll see about this. It's not the first time he's necessarily been on the practice field, but, you know, again, he still is limited. Dalvin Cook should be fine, and we'll see about Justin Fields. Jordan Howard, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Saquon barkley Kadarius Tony, and James Conner all did not practice. We already talked about James Conner. Saquon should be okay. Expect Clyde Edwards-Alaire to miss the game, and potentially Jordan Howard. As well. All right, a few guys I'm higher on, a few guys I'm lower on in the week 17 rankings. Let's start with the guys I'm higher on. That includes Josh Jacobs, who I have at RB10 compared to RB14. Spoiler alert, I'm just kind of higher on Josh Jacobs every single week. Double digit half PBR, fantasy points in four of his last five games. He's always a threat to score a touchdown. He's been more involved in the passing game generally. The Colts are tough against running back sure, but they're not infallible. The Raiders are in the playoff chase. They have to win. They know that Jacobs is their best bet. So he's basically an RB1 for me most weeks, including this one. I'm also ironed Devin Singletary, who I have at RB16 compared to RB21. I mentioned him yesterday, and I think when all is said and done, he may end up a little higher than this uh, for this week. But for now, he's a solid RB2. He is dominating the snaps and the touches. He's getting goal line work. He's got double-digit fantasy points in three straight games. He's got a great matchup here against Atlanta, where the Bills are heavy favorites. It just sets up well for him, so I think you can start him pretty confidently. I'm also iron Brandon Cooks, who I have at wide receiver 19 versus wide receiver 27 for consensus. My guess is his consensus number will climb a little bit as people realize he's off the COVID list, and hopefully he has no uh, you know, uh, side effects or anything like that. But you know the volume for Cooks is going to be there. It always is. The 49er secondary is really, really hurting since Emmanuel Moseley went on injured reserve. Josh Norman and Ambry Thomas just have been burned repeatedly. So Cook should have a big game here, and he should be considered a solid wide receiver too. i and Jerry Judy, who I have at wide receiver 41 compared to 46 for consensus. The Chargers are tough on wide receivers, but again, it sounds like Drew Locke's going to start here. That's not good for most things, but maybe it's good for Jerry Judy, since he's not afraid to push the ball a little bit. I don't want to go too crazy with this one. You don't want to start Judy. I'm justifying him as a wide receiver. 41 only, right? I'm not going crazy here, but still, I don't think you absolutely have to shy away from him in this game. I'm also higher on Gerald Everett, who I have at tight end 10 compared to tight end 13 for the consensus. Four of his last five games, he has either 60 yards receiving or a touchdown or both. Four of his last five games, he has at least four receptions. As DK Metcalf has seen his production go down, Everett's has gone up, and now he gets Detroit, who's just not good against tight ends. He's a tight end one this week for me, because once he gets past the top eight, It's really uncomfortable. Finally, I'm higher on Dak Prescott, who I have at QB5 compared to QB9 for a consensus. I know it's against Washington, but that performance needs to give you a little confidence if you roster Dak, right? I mean, 330 yards and four touchdowns and one half of football. Yes, Arizona does not give up a ton of fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks, but still, it should be a shootout. That should mean points. And if I roster Dak, I'm probably starting Dak. You guys, I'm lower on. It includes Melvin Gordon, who I have at running back 24 compared to running back 20. I know the Chargers give up a ton of points to running backs. And again, if Teddy Bridgewater somehow starts here, I'd probably move him up. But again, I am expecting Drew Locke. As the reports say, that means fewer sustained drives and a stacked box. It's the championship. I just know if I feel like I want to run out and start Melvin Gordon, I'm probably doing things wrong. So trying to avoid him if I can. I'm also, not starting AJ Dillon, who I have at RB 30 compared to RB 24 for consensus. Dillon's fine, but he has more value in blowout games. I don't expect this to be one. Minnesota and Green Bay are more evenly matched than you'd think, which means you're looking at a secondary back, and you need a touchdown to have value here, and that's fine. But that's a flex to me, not an RB two. Also lower on Devontae Freeman, who I have at RB 35 compared to RB 30 for consensus. Not sure why anyone would be starting Devontae Freeman here. He's splitting work with Latavius Murray. He has a combined 21 half PPR points in his last three games. He gets the Rams this week. Even if Lamar Jackson comes back, you should want nothing to do with him as a flex or otherwise. Also, lower on CD Lamb, who I have at wide receiver 13 compared to wide receiver 9 for consensus. He's been pretty quiet of late 66 or fewer receiving yards in four of his last five games. He's basically just running out of the slot. That limits his snaps, and the Cardinals have been weak against wide receivers of late but a little worse against the perimeter. That's where I think Dak Prescott's going to be able to attack. They're not quite as bad against slot receivers. I just feel like it's tough to consider him a wide receiver one at this point. Also lower on Odell Beckham Jr., who I have at wide receiver 26 compared to wide receiver 21 for consensus. It's obviously a great matchup against Baltimore, so I could see moving him up. The Ravens are decimated in the secondary. They are terrible against everyone. It's an absolute spot that you want to target. But Odell Beckham Jr. is pretty touchdown dependent. Four of his last five games, he's got a touchdown. But other than that, 37 yards or fewer in four of his six games with the Rams. I'm probably starting OBJ if I have him, but I'm a lot more comfortable with him as a wide receiver three. A little lower also on Christian Kirk, who I have at wide receiver 27 compared to wide receiver 22 for consensus. Everyone talks about Trayvon Diggs, but Jordan Lewis has been really, really good. And he is going to take on Kirk in the slot. He's basically held nearly every slot receiver not named Hunter Renfro in check. Since week one, other than Renfro, no receiver has topped 49 yards in his coverage. You're still starting, Kirk. I certainly am in a league, but I'm keeping my expectations in check. I'm also lower on Terry McLaurin, who I have at wide receiver 31 compared to wide receiver 26 for the consensus. I should not have to justify fading Terry McLaurin at 26. If anything, I should be trying to justify having him as high as 31. McLaurin is not top 51 yards receiving in his last five games. He's top 62 yards receiving in just four games all season long. He goes up against Darius Slay, who shut him down in their last game together. And his quarterback is going to be a mishmash of underperformers. Just, I don't understand how he can be ranked as a borderline wide receiver too. Finally, I'm lower on Noah Fant, who I have at tight end 15 compared to tight end 12 for the consensus. Yes, the Chargers allow a ton of fantasy points to opposing tight ends, but I will counter that by saying that Drew Locke is going to be under center, and that balances out everything. Either way, I mean, Fant has not contributed much all year. I'm not sure why we'd get worked up about him or even think about starting him in your championship matchup. And that's going to do it for today's show. Thanks again to TickPick. Remember, download the app, use the code PROS, get $10 off your first order when you select Zip at checkout. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'll talk to you again tomorrow morning.